Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. All right, you guys, you're in for a treat today. And this is another one of those interviews I'm telling you. Get a pen and paper out. So I have Gideon Shalwick on the show today. My mind was like, just blown. Yeah, I totally did a sound effect there. My mind was blown. So he's brilliant at video marketing. He's got a couple different things he has created. His main project is V-Roll, and that's V-E-E-R-O-L-L. First of all, one of the most gracious people I've had the pleasure of talking to. And I just, I was floored. Such, this was like training. Can you hear how excited I am? You guys are going to love this. So again, make sure you grab a pen and paper or just come back to this. But tons of knowledge bombs in this one. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick, and I am ridiculously excited today about this interview because I have been following our guest for a while. Um, I'm, I'm a customer of some of his products and probably will be, I'm sure, after this interview. Um, but I'm super excited to have Gideon Shawick on the interview today. Gideon, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Kim. Great to be here. Looking forward to the call. Awesome. So I just wanted to jump in because <laughs> I know our time's going to be limited and I, I feel like I've got a zillion questions for you. Um, and for everybody listening, this is really going to be we're going to talk a lot about video, video marketing, video advertising. And that was where I first, actually, I think it was a training product, but Gideon, uh, I, I connected through him with a friend, but it was, uh, I've been a, pro- a customer, like I mentioned, of Splashio. So you own Splashio also. Um, but can you fill the listeners in on kind of how you got here, what you were doing before you got into your, you know, your internet businesses and uh, Splashio and B-roll and everything you're doing today? Sure thing. Well, my, my, my entrepreneurial journey started about nine or ten years ago. Uh, we were, me and my wife, we were in New Zealand. We both had uh, pretty steady jobs, nice jobs. Uh, but at, at one point, we, we felt that, uh, it was more, more me, I felt that, um, you know, something wasn't quite right for me. Uh, there were three things that was bother, bothering me about my situation. One was I was working for someone else and, and creating an asset uh, for them that I wouldn't own myself the day I, I would leave. Uh, so that was a problem. The second thing was that the day I stopped working, I also stopped getting paid. And that <laughs> yeah. was also a problem. And the third thing, which is probably the biggest one, is that I, I just felt limited in the sense of being able to live out my creativity and, and what I thought was my calling in life. And so I thought, hey, why don't we just quit our jobs in New Zealand and immigrate to Australia and start a new life and start a new business? My wife was keen. Within a month, we landed in Australia. I didn't have a job. She had a job. She was paying the bills. I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> and um, I ended up uh, deciding on, on writing a book and selling it online. And so that was my first product. And wow. I, I just love the story. I mean, that's a lot to, to say, hey, let's leave. Let's just go do this. Yeah. It was it, it, it was interesting, a very interesting time of our lives, uh, Kim, you know, because we were just newly married. I think we were married for about a year or two. Um, and so we thought, let's, let's start with a clean slate in, in a new country where, you know, it'll be easier for us to just 
do something new without having friends and family look at us strangely and going, Hey, you guys have really good qualifications. Why do you, why are you quitting your jobs and, and, and doing something so risky? So we thought if we, if we get to Australia, that you will know, make it a, a bit easier in that sense. And it was a really wonderful decision that helped us to really focus on, uh, on, on, on our business and on our relationship. And it was a fantastic time in our lives. Um, but yeah, so, so I created that book and, uh, started selling it. Uh, my first, a promoter was the person who taught me how to do it and he happened to have a, a handy uh, email database that he mailed out to and I made a ton of sales and within a couple of weeks my, my book my an ebook got distributed to I think around about 77 countries around the world and I was just blown away about thinking wow there's some really great potential here and it doesn't even look that difficult uh, but then of course after that initial promotion my traffic went to zero and so did my sales and so did my money. <laughs> so, uh, my, you know, for about two years then after that, I, I really struggled to try and figure out the, the, um, online business game, trying to figure out how, how it all works, uh, you know, how to get traffic, all this sort of stuff. And, and during that time, I did, uh, interviews with people and, and figuring out what it was that made them successful. And I learned from them, started applying them. One of the people that I interviewed was, uh, Yaro Starak. Uh, we did a, I ended up doing a project together called Become a Blogger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we launched that out together, uh, and, and it was a, a, a thriving success. It was, uh, did really well. Within two weeks, we, we got 10,000 people on our email database. And within the first month, we had over a thousand, uh, monthly paying members for our, uh, for our membership site. And, you know, that was just life changing because I went from pretty much zero <laughs> income to, uh, to make some pretty good, some pretty good money. Uh, and, uh, you know, from there, I just kept on building on, on that success on those, you know, on, on each success, uh, subsequently after that. So I did a, a project with uh, a magician, a local magician here in Brisbane, in Australia. Uh, and we created a YouTube channel for him and we took him from basically not being known by anyone to a world phenomenon. If you do a search for free magic tricks on YouTube now, his channel is, comes up number one. He's nice. probably the number one street magic show or, or channel on in the world as well. Um, you know, over 300,000 subscribers, 36 or 37 million views on the channel. It's done really, really well. And so I used that as a case study for, for the next stuff that I did. But eventually I got, got kind of, um, uh, wary of, of, of building businesses that were too de- dependent on me and my brain. And that's when I started Splashio, uh, which is more of a brand uh, based business that, that helps people with making the videos look really nice really quickly. And more recently, uh, started a uh, brand a business called, uh, V-Roll that helps you with uh, automating your video ad, um, uh, creation. Okay. So we're going to have to back up because I've got like 500 questions from that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So first of all, like what, what was the ebook on that you wrote about, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it was a personal development kind of ebook. It was really a, a, a collection of my thoughts and experiences and, and the knowledge that I built up over the years leading up to me becoming an entrepreneur. And it, it, it was called a uh, millionaire dropout secrets. Not that I was a millionaire at the time, but I had to write from my experience. And so I, I wrote it down as kind of like a reporter. You know, here are the things that uh, a lot of successful people who's, who've dropped out of school and college, what they've done to be able to become successful. And it was more about, you know, realizing the limitations we sometimes put on ourselves and dropping out of those limitations and dropping out of that system that we might have inside our heads. Uh, and, and not so much about dropping out of school or anything like that. I, I think 
you know, the right education is obviously very useful. But, um, you know, not limiting ourselves and breaking free from that and then uh, being able to, to do something that's based off our, our true natural abilities and, and passions and, and instincts and, and building a business around that. So, so that's what the book is about. I, I ran it for about a year, but then, you know, I, I really didn't like the title. It just seemed a bit incongruent. And <laughs> so I, I removed it from, uh, from the market after that. Wow. And then let me ask you, so with Yarrow, where did you guys connect? Was it an introduction or how did you guys connect? Uh, I went to a, uh, a marketing uh, event and he was one of the people there. And I happened to also know about him because he was a, a fellow Brisbane marketer. And, uh, you know, every time I do a search for, for lots of things, he, his blog would come up. And then I spotted him at, at this event and I said, hey, would you like to uh, come on, on my interview show? And he said yes, and um, he actually came over to uh, our apartment in Brisbane, where I had the whole, you know, studio set up with a green screen and stuff like that. And uh, so I interviewed him, and he was really impressed with it. Um, and, and and then from there, he he asked me to do uh, to do some work, uh, some paid work for him. And you know, then after that, we said, hey, let, there's some cool synergies here. Why don't we uh, do this project together? That's just such a testament to you just, you don't know, right? You got to put yourself out there. And so going to an event and then reaching out and connecting, I mean, you never know what's going to happen with those relationships. Now, that's true. Let me ask you with, uh, before you quit your job, were you in technology? Did you have a technology background? Because you've got essentially two software companies, right? Yes. Uh, even though my first few businesses weren't really technology based, I mean, yes, I was using the internet, but we didn't really have any software or anything like that. Was more information products. The last two businesses are, are more technology based. But uh, yes, my background is in um, uh, technology. I, I uh, not that I'm a not that I'm good with technology myself. Really, I, I'm, I'm qualified as an electrical and electronic engineer, um, and I also did a master in engineering management uh, degree. So I've got two degrees, but I've never really used them. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those too. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I think. Um, what it did teach me was that, uh, you know, in, in, instead of designing technology and, and designing the, the complicated bits, I prefer playing with it, you know, and, um, let others do the design and the difficult work. <laughs> and, 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 and so that was part of me venturing into the marketing world as well and, and looking at the marketing side of, uh, technology based products and services. Yeah, I love that. I actually, well, I'm not a developer. I have developers, but I had a couple of WordPress plugins developed and it's a lot of work. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. when I think about it and it's, it's fascinating to me, um, as there's a lot of tools and resources being built for the web that are more, uh, like app based or web apps, as opposed to say a WordPress plugin where, um, one, you don't have to make sure that it's compatible on like a zillion different scenarios and plugins and themes. Um, but more so than that is the, you know, this is a WordPress podcast. I, mean, I don't mean this is a dig to the, the audience, but there's, there's um, the level of, of uh, money <laughs> within WordPress and, and the, the degree to which people are willing to pay for the value. I don't know that there's an understanding with the amount of work that goes into software development and You're support. Right. And so, so I think it's fascinating. Um, and, and so having done both of those, like how did, how did you decide first, like which was, was Splashio or B-roll, which came first? Oh, so Splashio was, was first, uh, it was kind of a, a pre-runner to, to V-roll where I 
tested a few things. I mean, not not with the vision of starting Viral. I just kind of uh, progressed that way. But uh, Splasher was really uh, a nice beginning business for me to to venture into the software world. And and what was great about uh, Splasher was that you know all of it was was set up manually, and um, and that made it possible to do something very quickly, um, start making sales very quickly based off a manual system, uh, and and then. And then with V-Roll, you know, uh, we automated everything a, a lot more and applied it to many other applications as well. Well, yeah, I would think that with the advertising, there's... <laughs> I, I was just thinking, because of one of the plugins we had had, there was like, you know, six, seven different API connections we had to create. So V-Roll, I can't right. imagine what needs to be connected to make all that work. So Splashio, for, for the listeners who don't know, it's it, it's a great... Like, I, you go in, you can upload and create intros, outros... You know, lower thirds is a whole bunch of products there. So that's video. Then with B-roll, video advertising. What made you decide to step into video in, in that aspect in terms of creating products around video? Yeah. So with uh, with with the video advertising one with B-roll, uh, I saw that as a huge opportunity. I, I started playing around with paid advertising a few years ago, and uh, and then of course uh, video ads started coming along with YouTube video ads. And I looked at it and I thought, wow, this is cool. Uh, there's such a massive uh, opportunity and massive audience to reach here, but the trouble is for most people, and including myself, was was creating these damn little videos. You know? <laughs> and uh, unless unless you're a super whiz with uh, video production, you totally love it. It it can be quite a frustrating and slow process, and especially in cases where you want to create lots of ads, uh, you know, it, it can be very time consuming. So so that's when I thought, hey, why don't we why don't we see if we can uh, automate this this process quite a bit. And completely get rid of the video production side of it for, for the users so that they can just basically type in a few lines of text, hit a button and the video gets created for them. And, um, so that vision has been realized now for V-Roll through our development team. And, um, yeah, and, but, but the big reason was really for the opportunity. And, and currently there's, there's two, there's, there's heaps of opportunity, but two big ones. One is on YouTube, uh, where, you know, they're getting, uh, what is it? I think 500 million hours worth of video watched every day. It would take you 37,000 years to watch that much video on your own, <laughs> oh <my laughs> just God. to give you a feel for it. Uh, and, and then Facebook and Facebook has been really catching up. Uh, the, the last statistic I saw from them, from them was uh, around 4 billion views a day for, for Facebook videos. Uh, and I think though, those were measured at, uh, you know, after three seconds, after three seconds, they'd count the views. So it's a little bit, Strange how they measure it. Uh, I think they counted now after 10 seconds, but still YouTube only counts their views after 30 seconds. So you've got to watch sometimes the statistics and, 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 uh, how, you know, what they actually say. But the point is both Facebook and YouTube are just massive right now, uh, in terms of reaching a very highly targeted audience that you can drive to your own business. Holy moly. Like, all right, let me back up. So first of all, if, if we can just jump a little bit into V-Roll. And um, so can you explain, because I, I guess, I, and I apologize for this, I thought V-Roll was more for advertising. You're saying you can actually create videos within V-Roll. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for video advertising. So as, as part of video advertising, you need a video, right? And so, so video creation is part of it. Um, but what we did with V-Roll was to to automate that process for you. So, so literally when you go inside V-Roll, uh, you can select from, you know, whether you want to do a Facebook video ad or a YouTube video ad. And, and then the next step is you, you select from a number of templates 
And once you find the one you like, um, then you can select what music track you want to go with it. And we've got normally about 20 tracks to choose from. And then the next step is you just type in five lines of text and, and then hit the submit button. And then within 15 minutes or so, you get your video back and you're ready to run that as an ad either on Facebook or, or YouTube. Okay, so I'm signing up as soon as we're done. <laughs> I would love to do a webinar actually with you also. Um, right. But, and I guess, so what do you see? So obviously the video creation piece of this um, for, for people, it gets really stuck. And I know for myself personally, I, I do a lot of screencast video, right? Like how to's and stuff, but I'm shifting a little bit more with podcasting in a different direction. And so, you know, I've done more of in front of the camera or connecting and teaching that way. Um, where do you see, you know, some of the biggest hangups with people and, and just getting started with video? Well, just, I guess video just in and of itself, when people, people think about it, even, even to this day still, even though, you know, we've had YouTube around for so long and, and even, even, uh, really cool mobile phones that you can do very professional looking video with very easily and very quickly. Uh, I think there's still a, a stigma uh, related to, to video and creating video, thinking that, it's difficult. It takes a lot of time and it's expensive. And, and if you want to run video ads or do something proper online, you've got to hire an expensive video production team or, or what have you. And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, if you're using a mobile phone, you can create some very nice looking videos very quickly, very affordably. You don't need a super duper expensive team to do it for you. Um, and of course, if you use V-Roll, then you don't even need that. You, know, you can just use the template. <laughs> Um, so, so, and, and the key thing is that, um, you know, you can, you can get away with some very simple things, uh, that work extremely well. I mean, some of our templates, uh, you know, they like one of our Facebook templates, for example, I, I just tested sending traffic to a, one of my landing pages, uh, actually for the splash your homepage. Right. Um, and I ran two tests there. One was to cold traffic. People who've never heard of Splashio or me before, completely cold traffic, and that converted at about thirty percent. Uh, you know, thirty percent <laughs> of people who went to the website signed up for the for the newsletter, which is just incredible. And then to a warmer list, to you know, to an email list that I uploaded to my Facebook uh, audiences um, area, that one converted a lot better, obviously, and and that was more around fifty one percent. And that was really just using one of the templates <laughs> inside V-Roll. So, and it's a simple video. It's like um, 30 seconds long. It's not even a big deal. Um, uh, but it uses a, a, the right kind of formula, the right kind of visual elements, the right kind of audio elements uh, to, to create a, a compelling video that, that gets you the result that you want. Holy moly. I, I'm just, I'm sitting here a little bit floored. Again, just because like I, I, I've, tested video i mean again i've never even with advertising i've never even thought about using which is funny to me like i thought i i've put ads on my youtube videos and that's about the extent of it but as my business has grown and i look at lead generation and i've done facebook advertising um but to me again like the video they just if we could talk about facebook for a sec like facebook really is wanting video right now is that a true statement Oh yeah, they're huge on video. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's very evident in, in how they've been <laughs> doing things. How they've been uh, really uh, um, going head on with with YouTube, and you know you and and you you, you could see it in the progression. You know, in the, over the last year, especially, you used to be able to upload or, or a link to a YouTube video on, on your Facebook feed, and it, it would get you know a decent number of views and shares and and, and interaction. Now, of course, that's something of the past. If you, if you compare that now to uploading, uh, you know, if you compare 
just posting a YouTube link and a, and a Facebook feed to taking that same video but uploading it to Facebook natively, the results for the second option when you upload it to Facebook fa- natively is is uh, day and night. It's it, the difference. It's it's incredible. You get a lot more views, a lot more shares, a lot more interaction. So you know, it's just evidence that that Facebook is they are insanely focused on building the video part of their business. And you know, if you're doing Facebook ads, normal Facebook ads already, uh, using a video component as your creative part. So instead of an image, you just use a video. Um, it's 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 very easy. You know, it, <laughs> it's it's you don't have to do anything else different instead of instead of creating a. Uh, other than creating the creative and, and you're ready to go. Well, yeah, and that, and then I'm thinking too that as advertising, I, I just look at the difference with advertising on Facebook between now and say two years ago, right? And and how much easier it was to get to, to get the views and to get what you're needed without lots of testing and tweaking. And so if you've got a tool like B-Roll where you can go and create a video, what I've recognized is that Facebook is going to show the video way more than it's going to show and these are clearly not technical advertising terms, but you know, Facebook's going to give me more attention and put it in front of more people with the video. Yeah, I mean that that's right. So there's there's I guess there's there's two uh, two ways of doing it. One is just uh, uploading the videos to your to your feed into your page uh, and and getting the organic views and likes and, and things like that. So so that's one way of doing it. And you can use our, our templates for that if you wanted to. But of course, you can also promote that, those videos. You can use those little videos as actual ads uh, where you use the Facebook um, advertising platform. And so that's that's a little bit different. You know, I mean, it's, you can still keep it there on your timeline if you want to, or you can just have it in your library and, and, and then use it as, as the actual ad for, for sending traffic to your website or, or for whatever whatever you want to do with that ad. So from here, and again, let me just clarify for everybody that because B-roll, so besides the templates, you can then, it's similar to say like an ad espresso or something where you can then submit the ad through B-roll. So, and and the same thing, it goes in YouTube as well, obviously. So you submit it through B-roll to YouTube and Facebook. Is, Is that it? Like you don't need to then create it here and then go put it somewhere else? Yeah, right. So, so with uh, the Facebook one, it's still on beta at, at the time of this uh, podcast, uh, and it's, so it, the functionality there is still quite limited. But very soon we'll we, we'll have uh, larger functionality there where you can create the whole campaign from from within uh, Vroll, of course. Um, but at the moment, you can you can create the video and and upload it straight to Facebook, and then from there uh, promote it as a as a you know a booster post or or um, you know download the video or or, or save it as a uh, use it for a separate ad that you want to run. So, um, but yeah, the video creation part is all all within uh, V-Roll and uploading straight from V-Roll to to Facebook. So that's all seamless. Uh, the YouTube one at the moment is a bit more uh, advanced. Uh, there you can do pretty much everything. You can do the targeting. Uh, we've got a very very specialized uh, tool for helping you find just the right videos to show your ads in front of. And then we've got the creation tool, of course, where you can pick from from those templates and, and create your videos. And we've got a campaign builder as well that helps you build your campaign uh, and get it into AdWords very, very quickly, very easily, without getting stuck on the you know the silly, complicated interface. And then we've also got a, an auditing tool that helps you see how your campaign is going after a couple of days and, and makes recommendations on how to improve it. Wow, that's amazing. So, what would you recommend to somebody who's like, all right, I'm going to jump into video advertising and we could pick a niche or if you have one that you want to talk about, 
what what are a few things that you would recommend that they do to, I mean, obviously sign up for B-roll, but I mean, is there something they should have in place or, or how do you, how do you get started there? Yeah, I think there's, there's a, there's, there's a few, uh, guidelines that I think will, will help you get success much, uh, much easier. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, not too different for any kind of marketing really that you've got to use the same sort of guidelines. The first one is, is your targeting and, you know, making sure that you're targeting just the right people. So when you're doing advertising in particular, you, you know, you're paying for those, for those views or clicks or whatever, you know, so you want to make sure that you don't waste <laughs> money unnecessarily. <laughs> Um, so, so that comes down to uh, finding the right targets to show your ads in front of. So, on, on Facebook, that's pretty easy. You can either upload any of your email lists, for example, or you can do uh, uh, use a remarketing list, or you could use it based on interests, for example, or, or uh, other ninja strategies that you that you might use if you're more advanced. Uh, but very importantly, that you that you 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 select the right people, the people who are actually interested in your product or service already. Um, that you only show your ad in front of, and of course, the more general the audiences that you that you target, the the less the, the less effective your your campaigns are going to be. So, very important to do that. And same thing in YouTube. So, so what we do on YouTube, the difference there is that uh, we our first point of call is targeting uh, videos that our target audience is watching. So that's what our tool does. It finds you all those videos that your target audience is watching, and and then just show your ads just in front of those videos. And that makes a huge difference to the effectiveness. Uh, but you can also, of course, to, um, show your ads just to your own remarketing lists, uh, which is pretty powerful. And you can do keywords as well, but that's a little bit more advanced. Uh, so we just keep things simple. So that's the first thing, just, just getting your targeting right and making sure your ad only gets shown to the right people. That make, that can make a huge difference, but it's still not enough. The next thing is to make sure that your messaging um, matches that, that target audience and the problems that they have or the desires they have or the needs, frustrations, wants. You know, you need to make sure that your messaging really grabs that target audience very quickly because we're dealing with ads here and, and people in general, they don't like ads, right? They, they, uh, they, they skip them and they, 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 they walk away when they're on TV and this sort of thing. They, they don't, people, people don't normally go out of their way to watch ads. So you've got to do a really good job of grabbing them and, and really appealing to to their problems, needs, wants, frustrations, and desires uh, very quickly. And, and once you've got them in there, then you've got to uh, keep their interest and and develop that desire of of your uh, of of your product uh, in them and 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 then call them call them to action. You know, so so there's a formula that we use for that to, to engage people and to to call them to action, and that's very important. So those two things targeting. And, and the messaging, you get those two things right, uh, then everything else becomes a lot easier. Where does the testing element come into it? Like, if you were to run, say, a, a Facebook video ad, do you do you pick, you know, one thing to split test, or are you targeting different audiences? You know, because a lot of that I've done where I think, okay, well, this is going to be a great target audience, and that's, it's, it's not. Yeah. Um, or, it, you know, let me just give you an example. I guess I was running some ads and using different quotes and and. What I have a tendency to do with images is I'll create an image, uh, and I, if I'm using a quote on it as an example, you know, I, I sort of test them by sharing them socially to see if they resonate with the audience. And then if I use it, but then I was targeting, so I was using a quote, say, from Seth Godin and targeting him, and they did horribly. Mm. <laughs> and so it was kind of like I made the assumption, obviously, that that his audience would want what I was offering. Does that make sense? So it was a right. kind of piss poor methodology. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, so it was your, your way of, 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 um, stabbing in the dark. 
to find that that right target audience and mm-hmm. you you found very quickly that it, it uh, wasn't the right target audience uh, from your from your experiment right exactly yeah so and and that's exactly right you you've got to set up experiments now the the, the trouble the only trouble with setting up experiments is that that you know what kind of experiments do you set up do you set up just experiments for the entire universe, you know, and an unlimited number of, of experiments, you know, um, that'd be kind of nice if you could do that because then you can really cover all options. But, you know, we just don't have the budgets around to, to be able to. Yeah, <laughs> we have that. those budgets we'd be needing to advertise, right? <laughs> right. So there's a much easier way to help you, uh, you know, get clarity from this dark cloud that you're trying to stab into in terms of trying to find out, you know, who, who your customers are and where they are and this sort of thing. And uh, I've learned this from uh, Eugene Swartz, who wrote an amazing book called Breakthrough Advertising. You have to read it like a few few million times before, well, if you like me, before you get it. Yeah, <laughs> because it's well, yeah. It, it, it's um, it's a really uh, thought provoking book. But you know, he he talks about five levels of awareness uh, for uh, for your products, and um, and 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 they're they're pretty Im- important to to get right. And so, for example, the, the first level of awareness are People who they know your product and they want your product. So those are your customers. Uh, because so, you know it, you, you know from your customer list that they've already bought your product. So they, they want it, obviously, and they know about it. So, cause they've, you know, they bought it. So that's your, your first level. They're the first, uh, uh, level of awareness. Low and so, hanging fruit. <laughs> low hanging fruit, right? So, so they're already in your system. Next of it are basically your leads. They know your product because they've signed up for your newsletter or something like that, but they might not want it yet. You know, so, so you've got to do something a little bit different there because they haven't purchased yet. So you've got to do something different to get them in, into the fold and, and get them to actually make the purchase decision. So you're going to advertise different to those people. Um, the, the next level up is level three awareness, which is where, you know, they want your product, uh, but they don't know about your product yet. So these are people a bit further out, you know, they, they, they have the desire. Or the problem that your product can solve, but they just don't know about your product. So you're going to be talking differently to these people again. Um, then there's level four, which is, uh, you know, more your, uh, people that are more interested loosely where they, they don't know about your product and they, they might not even want your product. They didn't even know that they want your product. So they're even further out. So you're going to be talking differently to those people. Maybe you, you do sort of more educational pieces to them. And then it's the fifth level, which is like the furthest out. These are people that are, you know, the hardest to reach and the hardest to convince basically. Um, and, and for these folks, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta basically inspire them and, 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 you know, to get them into the next level and, and closer to the level one of, of awareness. You got those five levels there. And, and when you realize that there are five different levels of potential people you can target, that gives you a lot more clarity in terms of, of how to set up these, these, uh, experiments. Cause now you don't set up an experiment just for everybody. You set up, you say, all right, let's say, we're going to target level three awareness. So these are like our prospects. They don't, they don't know about us, but we know that they want our product. So let's go and find out where they hang out. And, and then let's set up experiments to see what they would respond to and see, see how, uh, how, how we could capture them, uh, best. Um, and, and so, so that's how you go about it. Um, I mean, it, it also depends a bit on, on your, uh, the platforms that you're using. I mean, just, I've got a, um, you know, there, there's a few things we test. Uh, the format, you know, we, we, what kind of ad we want to test. So, for example, on Facebook, it might be um, uh, testing between, say, uh, the, uh, the 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 in the feed 
uh, kind of yeah. ad oh, sponsored okay. out in the mm-hmm. feed on the sidebar or on mobile. So you can see all those. You can run them all at the same time and see which one works the best and, and just turn the ones off that are not doing well. But can um, I clarify just for the listeners? So basically you're taking the same ad, right? Headline, image, copy, click, links, everything. It's just that you're testing. Does it perform better on newsfeed, sidebar column, or mobile? Correct. Okay. Yeah, right. And, and you can you can see that in your stats very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, just my disclaimer, I'm still a bit of a noob with the Facebook stuff, and that's why all our <laughs> Facebook things are, are still in, in beta. But So there's a lot of people that know a lot more than uh, about Facebook ads than I do, but know enough to, to help to help ourselves a bit. Um, so, so that's the first thing we, we would look at is, is the, 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 the formats. Uh, we would also then uh, look at testing the different uh, targeting groups. Uh, you know, so we would, you know, so for example, in your case, you tested um, uh, Seth uh, Godin's uh, page mm-hmm. and it didn't work out for you. So obviously that particular target is not the right one. So you gotta, you got to ask the question, why did that not work? Uh, was it maybe too broad? Do you need, was it maybe too narrow? Um, do you, could you use something that's much more related? I mean, if, I'm not sure what you were uh, advertising, Kim, but if you were doing something for WordPress, uh, you know, maybe you want to go and find WordPress pages, uh, on, on Facebook that you want to target instead of, uh, uh, what was it that you were promoting with the Um, button? uh, podcasting services. We do like a, a done for you. Yeah. So WordPress. All right. Still love it, but this is kind of where I'm going. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, have you, have you tried, um, you know, approaching people like uh, John Lee Dumas or um, Cliff Ravenscraft, you know, those guys would have uh, pretty decent Facebook followings or, or even a podcasting group or pages on, on, on Facebook that you can advertise to. Um, have you, have you given that a shot, for example? You know, it's funny as I hadn't, because I was thinking, because it's a completely, but again, I was making the assumption that, you know, take John Lee Dumas and I actually took Cliff's course um, that these are people that want to kind of do it themselves. And this is a total, like they just record and hand off. So I was looking, I was kind of looking for the entrepreneur who is time poor more than anything. And they, you know, so that's kind of where I was targeting, but again, that doesn't mean it's still worth a test. I would think. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So, so you've, so you've, so, so that's some pretty important information that you know about your customer that, you know, um, uh, they don't want to do it themselves. So, so maybe you go, uh, a more executive level, you know, um, uh, or busy entrepreneurs and, and target those people. So uh, I guess the qualifying thing is that they've got to be interested in doing podcasts to start off with. So, um, I mean, it, that's something I would try as well. I mean, there, there'd be a certain subsection of the Johnny Dumas or Cliff Ravenscraft kind of audiences who, um, yes, uh, who, um, most, a lot of them would want to do it for themselves, but there is a certain subsection of them that they would be interested in getting someone else to do it for them. And what you can do there is, is build that out, those ads out, you know, especially the video ads are really cool. Uh, if you put your video out there and you see people who interact with it, you can start building remarketing lists based off that. So you, then you can just target the people who responded to that ad, who took action on it, who watched it, and then have a follow up kind of ad, um, uh, from that. So, so and, and that way you can qualify your audience a lot more, uh, throughout that process as well. Uh, Keith Krantz actually does a really good, good job with this. What he does is he, and we're doing it as well now, is, uh, he, we would create a, a, a content piece, a content video, for example, on, on Facebook. And then promote that particular video. And then, um, and then from that promotion, build a remarketing list or retargeting list. Uh, and cause then we know people who watch that video, even though they might not be any kind of call to action, but we, we put, we add them to a list and then we can remarket or retarget that list and run a much more 
targeted promotion just to that list because we know they target it and we know they're interested and then make that ad a lot more direct as well and send them to either an offer or to a squeeze page or whatever else. And, and that way you get a much better, uh, a better result as well. You are kind of shooting in the dark, especially when you're getting started and it's, it's all new to you. Um, but this is, this is a way to sort of, instead of shooting into the whole, the whole world, you just shoot to a subsection of the world to that, that will increase your chance of success. So, so use those five levels. Uh, but then you also ask intelligent questions and, and, um, and do that. And, and so then we go through the, the, the formats. Uh, we do go through the, the different targets and, and just see what happens. If it doesn't work, you just move on to the next one. Um, and, uh, you know, and just in terms of targets, you can, you can, if you already have a website or a YouTube channel or a Facebook group, you, you can to quite a big degree already figure out who your target audience is. But just by looking like on, on YouTube, you can see what people are searching for to get to your channel. You can see the actual keywords people are using. That's very useful. Um, and you can use those same keywords for when you do your targeting. Um, and you can, you can translate that back to Facebook again as well and say, Hey, I know there's a target here and they, you know, this is, these are the sort of things they're interested in, et cetera. Um, you can, the other things we test in is, is uh, the message, of course. So, and this is where the, the so- software comes in really handy. Um, you know, if you want to say create five different videos, um, with each one of them, all you do is you change the, the first sentence, you know, the headline of, mm-hmm. of your video. You can create these videos, you know, within minutes. Um, and, and then, and then split test them and see, see which one, w- uh, works best or which message works best. And then from there, you just, you just focus on the one, on the winner, um, uh, from that point onwards. So you can, you can have this combination of those three things, the, the best format with the best target group with the best message. And once you find that sweet spot, uh, you should be getting some pretty amazing uh, conversion rates and also really good uh, cost per conversion. So you, you cost per cost per uh, lead and cost per um, cost per uh, acquisition or cost per sale uh, should become very good as well. And you get those things right. Wow. So what what about people then who think, well, I, you know, video marketing really isn't in my niche. It's not going to work. You know, right. I mean, uh, have you seen it work for, is there anything that you haven't seen it work for, I guess? You know, there are, there are probably a few that it wouldn't work for. Um, I, I think sometimes it, 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 uh, it might just come down to not running the right or enough tests to know for sure. Uh, the, the, the only way that you will really know is to, to test it. I mean, YouTube and Facebook, they're massive. Like they're just incredibly big. Um, and if your audience is not on there, then it's, it, it, it'll be quite exceptional. But the best way to find out really is to run some tests. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Uh, you know, with, with Facebook, for example, you can spend 20 bucks and within an hour, uh, know whether there's traction, whether there's, uh, whether there's an audience or not and, and, and see whether that audience converts into, uh, even leads and sales. Um, and, and same thing on YouTube. It's a little bit slower on YouTube, but you know, 20 bucks a day or whatever you can, you can very quickly, relatively quickly, find out whether 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 there's an audience for it or not. Yeah, I have to say that I think for myself, I know that I didn't even get into paid traffic till a few years ago, and I wish to God somebody had taught me sooner. But it, right. it's one of those that it's a lot of people will try it and not have success, and they're like, "Well, it doesn't work," you know. Instead of really saying, "Okay, well, this didn't work," I mean, like with this podcasting, the webinars are converting. Right. So, so I got that. So there was something off in the messaging with the advertising. Like, so the, the people who showed up converted. So it's, then it's yeah. like, okay, back to the drawing board. Let's tweak this message and like dive in with the analytics and see where do I take this? Yes. 
Yeah, really good point. And a lot of people, unfortunately, do give up too quickly. They might only run one test, one experiment, and then, and then it might not work. And they probably wouldn't have even set it up correctly, or they, they might have got the targeting wrong, or the messaging completely wrong, or used the wrong format, uh, or just the timing was wrong, or whatever, you know, and or the offer was wrong. You know, there's so many things that, that, you know, you could potentially test. And if you just run one test and it doesn't work and then you give up, yeah, I think you're really potentially missing out on, on a lot of, a lot of extra exposure that you could have. So, you know, I'd encourage people to give it, you know, give it at least like three months, you know, uh, of, cause sometimes if you, especially if you're brand new to it, it's a bit of a learning curve, you know, just learning how it all works and, and figuring it all out and, and setting up your own funnels and, and making sure everything goes smooth. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd give it a good shot uh, before giving up. Okay, I'm going to just shift directions here. I know we're winding down on time, but there's a couple. Um, I don't know. There are a couple of people that teach you know launch your own software product. You know, right. what if somebody's listening to this? What is some advice you give to somebody that said, "I would love to step into you know maybe whether it's a recurring subscription model or it's a software." You know, how hard was that? Or what advice would you give? How hard is it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> it, well, is it worth it too? <laughs> it, 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 de- <laughs> it depends on a number of things. Um, it, uh, I, I think if you're trying to do all, this, all yourself, then it's going to be incredibly difficult and, and probably impossible. Um, the the key to success, I think, with software is is to build the right teams, get the right people on board, and help you, um, you know, take over the functions that you just really can't do. I mean, for example, I'm not a developer. I don't have a clue. I don't even know how to find the right people in development. I don't even know how to manage people in, in, in development. I can sort of have a, a poke at it and guess at it, but I, it would totally drain my energy. It's just not my thing. Um, so what I did was I, I teamed up with a development team uh, in, in Singapore. And um, and so we're doing the project together. So, and, and I wouldn't have been able to do V-Roll unless I did that. There was just, there's just no way. There's no way unless I, I teamed up with a development team. So, so building the team, whether you team up with a development team or you build that team yourself, uh, is incredibly important for, for success. Um, the other thing is, I mean, it doesn't have to be a big team to start off with, right? It can be two people. It can be, uh, someone with more of a business and marketing brain and someone with more of a technical brain that can, that can maybe either do the coding themselves or, or get coders on, you know, um, from all over the world to be able to, to get that first MVP or minimum viable product done. And that's really the next thing is to, to not go out and, and spend like six months or a year developing this, this, this brainchild of yours that you think is going to change the world and then releasing it and then finding out, Hey, nobody actually wants it. You've wasted all this time and money. So you're much better off just creating something really quickly and, and putting it out there. And, and the best test is to get someone to actually pay you money for it. And um, the quickest way of doing it with software, and it's not always possible, but in a lot of cases it, it is possible, is for you to create a, a manual uh, solution uh, where you manually uh, deliver on the result um, and and start selling it. You know, you, and just get someone to pay you money for the idea and for the, for the, for the product that you then create for them manually. And then once you've, once you've made a few sales and you've validated that people actually want it, then you can go and create the software for it and spend the time and money on, on creating, you know, the more elaborate sort of software. But even then you don't go and create the massively cool thing. You just still create the next level of the MVP, um, uh, you know, minimum viable products and, and, and keep on doing that. You know, with each new feature, we, we always just go, what's the MVP here? Um, what's the, what's the minimum viable thing we can create that will sell 
that we can promote without spending a ton of time and money on this. And, and that allows us to uh, get stuff out really quickly and also, you know, uh, you know, test, test new things really quickly without spending a lot of time and money on it. So those are big things. So building the right team, uh, going for the MVP thing, uh, at first and, and setting up something manually to test the idea. Uh, and then from there, uh, you know, I think building a support team is really important too. It's unlike just the information product where support is not such a big issue, but the software, I, I think your users really demand that. And really, that's really so important that you stand by your product. And if people have any issues that, that you can support them throughout the process. And, you know, at, at V-Roll, we, we're really big on that. We're building, you know, our support team like crazy so that people have issues that can contact us and we get back to them as, as quick as we can. Um, and, and, and build it step by step. I, I, I don't know if it's such a great idea to have an actual launch for software where you get a lot of people promoting at the same time and you just get thousands of customers within a week. I'm not sure. It, it, it looks a little bit risky for me because, you know, what if your product sucks? You know, <laughs> people buy it. The and they get a really crash. bad, ex- <laughs> and the, or there's no service or support, or your servers crash. Yeah, um, you know, you're just going to create a really bad experience, and it, it, it'll tarnish your brand. There's no doubt about it, and, and you're just going to make life difficult for yourself. I think a better approach, especially for software, um, is to to go in smaller increments, you know, and do 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 um, do smaller promotions with select people and select promoters and select platforms, um, so that you you can learn as you grow. And, um, and, and improve your systems as you grow so that you don't, so, so that you always have a really good experience for your customers. That, that's so important. Thanks. That's huge. I, I just, like I said, having tested the plugin piece and it's like, you see, I use a lot of web apps now. And, and I, as much as I love WordPress, I like using tools and, and, and having different platforms that don't have to work with everything that I've got going on in the site. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And I had a conversation with Troy Dean at WQ Elevation. I was like, well, what do you think? You know, Hi, yeah, Troy. Yeah, Troy's awesome. And, you know, web apps versus plugins. And, and it's interesting. And I do think the key, I, I know how <laughs> we did a real small launch with a plugin and it was just the support and thinking you had covered all the bases with, with creating videos and PDFs and manuals and all this mm. stuff. And it's still, um, yeah, but, it, but if you do it well, there's a great opportunity for the recurring revenue model or, or to, to scale it if, if it's done correctly. Yes. yes, for sure. And I mean, it's the Holy grail really. And it's, you know, I, I think uh, if you think back to the uh, Indiana Jones movie where they had to go and find that Holy grail, uh, I mean, he had to earn it, but it wasn't like he just went to the shop and bought it and it was really easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you have to earn it. And, um, there's, there's a million little details. I learned this from, uh, Clay Collins from, from Lead Pages. Mm-hmm. I asked him one day, Clay, what, what was it that, my, that was the, defi- that, that was sort of the defining moment for you guys that, 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 you know, the defining thing that you did that made you, that made Lead Pages successful. And his answer was along the lines of, you know, we just paid attention to a million, we just uh, a million lots of uh, details and we got them all right and 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 that's that's really the answer you know going and since we've been doing V-roll, we've been experiencing the same thing There's, there really are a million bits of details you got to get right and and um and then you got to you know add the whole marketing mix to it as well um so it, it is the holy grail you know when you get it right you've got that monthly recurring income um but you know you've got to earn it for sure no, i love that i just <laughs> it, it the idea of it sounds great but Again, it, it, it's a big undertaking, and um, I, I think it's, uh, it's amazing. I'm excited for you with the success of your role, and can't wait to dive into it. Um, 
as soon as we're done. So where's the best place? First of all, thank you. This has been amazing. Where's the best place for people to connect with you? Uh, well, probably just just viral. If if people are interested in in uh, video ads, whether it's Facebook video ads or YouTube video ads, they just go straight to vroll.com. So it's v for video e e r o l l dot com, and we often have some freebies there that you can sign up for, either a, sort of a free account or some free videos, depending on when you're signing up, because it changes all the time. Uh, but yeah, go go there, and it's probably the best place to to find more information. We also have a, a blog where we we update. You know, we, we create, um, um, lots of information, free information, teaches people more about video ads as well. So, and that's linked straight from the vroll.com website as well, just at the top. You can click on that. You can start watching videos and get a lot of free extra information there. That's awesome. And I will make sure all the links for everything we discussed will be in the show notes as well. And then as I dive into this, um, I'll do some screencasts and share with my audience. And, um, and I have to tell you too, just even in looking at it, and, and I apologize. I did look at it before, but I think I was just thinking advertising. Um, right. But I'm such a geek about UI. Like, it looks great, just the UI and, and everything so far. Like, I'm like, it looks really, really nice. So, cool. nice design. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Lots of hard work has gone into it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Wow. And I can't even imagine what goes, what's involved with becoming a YouTube certified partner and so you've had to jump through a lot of hoops and do a lot of work. Uh, so clearly, um, congratulations on your success. It's paying off, right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> so thank you very much, Kitty, and I really appreciate you being here. You're very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity, Kim. It's been real good um, having a chat. Do you see what I mean? Like, super lovely person and just... Holy moly, tons of information. So all the links, of course, are in the show notes. And you can go to the WPChick.com forward slash V-Roll. And again, that's V-E-E-R-O-L-L. Uh, and check it out. I am just about to launch some some new video ads. So I'm super excited. And I'll be sharing my results with you guys uh, after, after I have them. Um, but again, enjoy the interview and make sure to check out uh, V-Roll. As always, you guys, thanks so much for listening. And if you feel compelled, I would totally love a review on iTunes. Uh, and little side note, I don't. I, I think it might be time for a new mic. The uh, the sound quality on this is just not cutting it for me. Um. Anyways, have a fabulous day. <laughs> <laughs>